It's July the 12th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. Got this nice note on Rumble, and I mentioned that because uh, Rumble is a relatively new video sharing platform, and compared to YouTube, we have a lot more viewers on YouTube, but Rumble works just as well. This is one of the comments on Rumble. Praising God for your faithfulness to read His Holy Word, that we may be encouraged of our soon coming King Jesus, Lord of Lords and King above all kings. I love that. I love the thought that the reading of the word of God is one way we prepare ourselves for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this says our soon coming King Jesus. I love that. He is King of Kings. He is Lord of Lords. Book of Revelation says, Behold, I come quickly. If he was coming quickly 2,000 years ago, how much closer must we be to his return? So today, Acts 13 and 14, just by way of reminder, the book of Acts could be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. It's what happened to the Jesus movement after Jesus went back to heaven. Well, here's the thing. It started in Jerusalem, and by the end of the book of Acts, it's in Rome. From Jerusalem to Rome, Acts 1.8, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit's come upon you. You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. Remember, there are two key personalities, Peter, chapters 1 through 12, and now starting today, the Apostle Paul, chapters 13 through 28. So we're going to read now chapters 13 and 14 of the book of Acts, now in the church at Antioch. There were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius, a Cyrene, Manaean, a close friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after they had fasted, prayed, and laid hands on them, they sent them off. So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Arriving in Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. They also had John as their assistant. When they had traveled the whole island as far as Paphos, they came across a sorcerer, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This man summoned Barnabas and Saul and wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, that is the meaning of his name, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, stared straight at Elymas and said, You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery, you son of the devil and enemy of all that is right. Won't you ever stop perverting the straight paths of the Lord? Now look, the Lord's hand is against you. You are going to be blind and will not see the sun for a time. Immediately, a mist and darkness fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then, when he saw what happened, the proconsul believed, because he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Paul and his companions set sail from Paphos and came to Perga in Pamphylia. But John left them and went back to Jerusalem. They continued their journey from Perga and reached Pisidian Antioch. On the Sabbath day, they went into the synagogue and sat down. After the reading of the law of the prophets, the leaders of the synagogue sent word to them, saying, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, you can speak. Paul stood up and motioned with his hand and said, Fellow Israelites, you who fear God, listen. The God of this people, Israel, chose our ancestors, made the people prosper during their stay in the land of Egypt. 
and led them out of it with a mighty arm. And for about 40 years, he put up with them in the wilderness. And after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave them their land as an inheritance. This all took about 450 years. After this, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. After removing him, he raised up David as their king and testified about him. I have found David, the son of Jesse, to be a man after my own heart, who will carry out all my will. From this man's descendants, as he promised, God brought to Israel the Savior, Jesus. Before his coming to public attention, John had previously proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. Now, as John was completing his mission, he said, Who do you think I am? I am not the one, but one is coming after me, and I am not worthy to untie the sandals on his feet. Brothers and sisters, children of Abraham's race, and those among you who fear God, it is to us that the word of this salvation has been sent. Since the residents of Jerusalem and the rulers did not recognize him or the sayings of the prophet that are read every Sabbath, they have fulfilled their words by condemning him. Though they found no grounds for the death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him killed. When they had carried out all that had been written about him, they took him down from the tree and put him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and he appeared for many days to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are now his witnesses to the people. And we ourselves proclaim to you the good news of the promise that was made to our ancestors. God has fulfilled this for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. As it is written in the second Psalm, you are my son. Today I have become your father. As to his, rising, as to his raising him from the dead, never to return to decay. He has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy and sure promises of David. Therefore, he also says in another passage, you will not let your holy one see decay. For David, after serving God's purpose in his own generation, fell asleep and was buried with his fathers and decayed. But the one God raised up did not decay. Therefore, let it be known to you, brothers and sisters, that through this man, Forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you. Everyone who believes is justified through him from everything that you could not be justified from through the law of Moses. So beware that what is said in the prophets does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, marvel and vanish away because I am doing a work in your days, a work that you will never believe, even if someone were to explain it to you. As they were leaving, the people urged them to speak about these matters the following Sabbath, after the synagogue had been dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who were speaking with them and urging them to continue in the grace of God. The following Sabbath, almost the whole town assembled to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began to contradict what Paul was saying, insulting him. Paul and Barnabas boldly replied, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first. Since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we are turning to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they rejoiced and honored the word of the Lord and all who'd been appointed to eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread throughout the whole region but the Jews incited the prominent God-fearing women and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their district. But Paul and Barnabas shook the dust off their feet against them and went to Iconium. 
and the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. So now, having been kicked out of one town, they're going to another. And by the way, just by way of geography here, Paul and Barnabas had left Antioch, north of the Holy Land, going through what modern-day Lebanon up north to get to Antioch, Antioch, over here by boat to the island of Cyprus. They made their way across Cyprus, then took another boat up to Perga, which is basically that would that's the that's the southern coast of modern-day Turkey, first century. Uh, we tend to call that region in the first century Asia Minor, but it's the modern coast, southern coast of central Turkey, from Perga up to Pisidian Antioch, and then down to Iconium, Lystra, and Derby, and many of the uh, surrounding cities and towns. This is, by the way, the region of Galatia. Paul, later on, we're going to get to this, stay tuned. We're going to get to later. Paul is going to write a letter to these churches. This letter he's going to write is going to be called Galatians, but just stick around. That's coming in a couple of months. Acts 14. In Iconium, they entered the Jewish synagogue as usual and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed, but the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they stayed there a long time and spoke boldly for the Lord who testified to the message of his grace by enabling them to do signs and wonders. But the people of the city were divided, some siding with the Jews and others with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both the Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat and stone them, they found out about it and fled to the Lyconian towns of Lystra and Derby and to the surrounding countryside. There they continued preaching the gospel. In Lystra, a man was sitting who was without strength in his feet, had never walked, and had been lame from birth. He listened as Paul spoke. After looking directly at him and seeing that he had faith to be healed, Paul said in a loud voice, Stand up on your feet. And he jumped up and began to walk around. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted, saying in the Lyconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the town, brought bulls and wreaths to the gate because he intended with the crowds to offer sacrifice. The apostles Barnabas and Paul tore their robes when they heard this and rushed into the crowd shouting, People, why are you doing these things? We are people too, just like you, and we are proclaiming good news to you that you turn from these worthless things to the living God who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to go their own way, although he did not leave himself without a witness, since he did what is good by giving you rain from heaven and fruitful seasons and filling you with food and your hearts with joy. Even though they said these things, they barely stopped the crowds from sacrificing to them. Some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium. When they won over the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, thinking he was dead. After the disciples gathered round him, he got up and went into the town. The next day he left with Barnabas for Derby. After they had preached the gospel in that town and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, to Iconium, and to Antioch, strengthening the disciples by encouraging them to continue in the faith and by telling them, it is necessary to go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. When they had appointed elders for them in every church and prayed with fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. They passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. When they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. From there they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been committed 
to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. After they arrived and gathered the church together, they reported everything God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they spent a considerable time with the disciples. Thus ends the first missionary journey from Antioch to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Galilee, Sea Galilee, Jordan, Dead Sea, from Jerusalem north to Antioch, from Antioch west to the island of Cyprus, from the island of Cyprus to Perga to Presidian Antioch to Iconium, Lystra, and Derby, starting churches everywhere they went, running into trouble everywhere they went. Uh, this is this is how the gospel goes forward. We take the gospel. We go everywhere we can. We preach it by every means possible. Some people believe they rejoice. They're filled with the Spirit and they rejoice. Uh, some people think about it and believe later. Some are opposed to it now and become believers later. And some people are just plain apathetic. And maybe they believe later. Maybe they don't. And there's some for whom gospel it just goes right over them. It enrages them. It angers them. It challenges everything they believe. In, uh, in this city where Paul was, after he preached, his Jewish opponents stirred up the people. They stoned him, dragged him out, this, out of the city, and left him for dead. Thus it always has been for the preachers of the gospel. And it's interesting, isn't it? When Paul went back through that region, when he went to those towns and villages, some of them big, some of them small, little groups of believers he and Barnabas had established, here was his message. We must, through many hardships, enter the kingdom of God. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace, grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. So, my friends, do not run away from hard times. Do not run away from the opposition. Be bold for Jesus. Be bold. Take every opportunity and understand not everybody's going to love you. Preach the good news anyway. It's the only hope of this dying world. Go into the darkness. Light a candle for Jesus. Many people will believe. Some won't. We'll leave that all in his hands. And maybe they'll run us out of town too. Maybe they'll stone us and leave us for dead. That's okay. It's necessary to go through hard times so that the kingdom of God might come, so that we might be part of it. So we see how God's work goes forward. Be encouraged, friends. God knows what he's doing, and he's doing it. So come back tomorrow. There's going to be an enormous, there's a problem brewing. It's been just hinted at in the book of Acts, but that's going to explode. There's a huge problem. I want you to come back tomorrow. We got to talk about circumcision. Yeah, circumcision. Come back. And we're going to see how they solved the circumcision problem in the early church. Have a great day, folks. See you back here tomorrow. God bless.